I mean, before boxing, if there's somebody that mocks me or anything, I, I would get angry and then, you know, chase him and then fight back, you know. But now, after boxing, like, I'm really humble. Like, people will, will try to mess with me and just walk away, you know. Hello everyone and welcome to Fighters in the Making, the show in which we talk to ordinary people who've made the extraordinary decision to be involved in boxing, Muay Thai, MMA or any other combat sports because anybody willing to be punched in the face must be a bit special. So today, I'm delighted to have Hazul Hanma with me as a guest. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Hazul has been interested in boxing for about 10 years and training at Elite Coach for a couple of months. Uh, he's very distinctive and has a very interesting and personal style, which makes him an extremely exciting fighter to watch and to train with. And that's exactly what we'll be doing actually after this show. So thanks for coming, spend... Uh, part of your Saturday morning with me, <laughs> recording this episode, coming for, for the interview. How are you feeling? I'm good. Always good. <laughs> Always good. Yeah. Well, uh, so as you've, you know, the, discussed uh, earlier, uh, the purpose of the show is a bit to um, hear more from ordinary people, mm -hmm. you and I, the people who we see train in the gym, on why they're doing it. Because as I said before, if you wanted to lose weight... You could be running on a treadmill. You could be lifting weight if you want to have the perfect physique. Right. But ultimately, you and I are kind of weird. Uh, we're uh, <laughs> going to uh, be in the gym in an hour to uh, spar and potentially punch each other in the face. So what it's all about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> uh, that was a bit the, the idea behind this discussion. So as I said in, earlier, you... Really, when you joined the elite, it became very obvious that you have a very interesting style, very special style. I would encourage anybody yeah. who <laughs> listens to the show Weird to and check. Awkward. <laughs> very special, very personal. That uh, I hope everybody will go and, and take a look at your at your Instagram, at your TikTok after this uh, episode, so that they can see what I'm referring to. But really curious, you know, c can you? Tell me, how many years have you been involved in boxing and how did this start? Um, started uh, a decade ago, but I wasn't like, very consistent on training. And yeah, it was a bit on and off. But since last year, I've like been very serious about it. So I've come training regularly. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But if we... Um, what attracted you to boxing in the first place? How did you how did you discover the sport? I mean, how was you, were, were you exposed to it? Is it somebody showed it showed to you, brought you to a gym? Like how how what was your first contact with the sport? Um, actually, I watched boxing from YouTube first, and yeah, my my inspiration is from Muhammad Ali, the first one. Okay, yes, yeah, so, sure. so that's how my interest in boxing grows. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's you see. That's the difference. It already tells the generational gap to yeah. some degree. <laughs> that when I was uh, younger, there was no such thing as YouTube. So, 
that, that, that makes me feel old. But um, yeah. that's actually, that's the beauty also. And I realize it's true for sports. It's true also for music that the current generation, there's so much content um on youtube and, and on social media about the greatest that i feel like the level generally it's true i'm i'm also interested in music it's it's true in guitar playing it's true in 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 boxing people get to watch the best of the best doing what they do best at the highest level uh, very easily now so uh, that's you know that's not a bad introduction to boxing to start where you started <laughs> so do you remember the first time you went to a gym like to 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 a boxing gym i was like when i was 15 or 16 uh, at vanda boxing club oh okay yeah, they the already closed down sure yeah. but it's, they were on the uh, robinson road right yes yes yeah <laughs> i used to so interestingly enough i used to walk in front of this gym uh when i was working my first job in singapore almost a decade ago mm -hmm. and i honestly i wanted to join but it was my first job in singapore and i literally couldn't afford the membership the membership yeah. it was quite quite expensive but yeah. it looked badass it looked yeah two-story level gym yeah, yeah facing you know and at the at the heart of the cbd and everybody can see you train yeah and the ring is awesome like, yeah just beside the road yeah so everybody can see like yeah. you're serious and you're mean it's a good spot yeah, yeah that's all. so who took you there like i would suspect is like it's quite far from your school it's it's quite far it's really from where far you live Yeah, yeah, I stay How at Yishun. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's so really fun. <laughs> so I just Google it on, yeah, Google, and then I, I search uh, boxing in Singapore, and yeah, that's the first one that popped up. The, yeah. Okay. So I asked my dad whether he can take me there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you went, so the first time you put on a pair of gloves, like, did, did your dad also, like, come in, train with you a little bit? Or no, no, no. What, no. what happened? No, no, no. Okay, it was so like forced upon him like I would throw tantrums and everything at home <laughs> if, he just, if he didn't send me to that gym right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was very eager to, to join boxing yeah okay and yeah. so what happened like so you, you went to Vanda and uh, you were probably like because it seemed to me like you had a lot of like white collar guys you, you were probably yes, like the correct. younger guy yes correct <laughs> Like how can you tell me a bit more? I'm I'm quite curious about like how that worked out. Because I was in a school that, you know, there's a lot of fighting going on in school. Is it? Yeah, it's like uh, if you don't fight, you will die <laughs> in that school. Yeah, wow. yeah, there's a lot of bully in that school. I wouldn't mention that school though. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot of fighting cases going so, around. <laughs> yeah. So you know that's that's so surprising for me. Like again, uh, I've been in Singapore for for a decade mm -hmm. but i have this perspective from uh an outsider that mm -hmm. you know oh there's no fight whatsoever every, every time you hear about a fight is like oh the guys were arrested for in prison uh the uh, if it was a foreigner he's you know yeah. he's no longer in singapore <laughs> yes correct so i always had and and i believe it's probably uh, also a sort of reputation that the country tries to cultivate that yes, there is no fighting but then when i ask real people mm -hmm. it's like of course there's like bad stuff like in every big city yeah it's just obviously people don't talk about it as much but i'm very surprised because you know uh, to me it would be like of course there isn't any bullying in singapore of course there's no fighting like you know how, how there's always be? fighting going wow. on yeah 
always. So you mean like you're going to school, people are like picking on you, and if you don't know how to defend yourself, I've been bullied since way way before that actually, since primary school. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's quite. But like by bigger story. kids, it changed me. Yeah. Really. Yeah, was very a nerd type of kid actually. Okay. Yeah, before that, then yeah, when I was playing around with my friends, with my best friend, and suddenly there a good group of bullies, drag me around the school field, you know. And last time there's really? there was no there was no like grass or anything. It was like just sand. So when it's wet, it become muddy. Oh. So every day I would get bullied and dragged around the field, and all my my uniform were like dirty. And I got home. My dad will punish me. Oh no! Yeah, but it wasn't my fault, so I have to take it. You know. Oh man! Yeah, and that's uh, terrible. Yeah, and uh, I'm just like I'm trying to understand in this type of environment, like there nobody around, like to to. It was during recess time, you know. Yeah. Teachers weren't around, and we were playing on the soccer field. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And after you'd go back to class, like the teacher wouldn't ask any question, like why, why? No, they would just take it like I'm that mischievous boy. Okay, you know? so, <laughs> so you're the so you're the problem. Yeah, maybe so that's, that's 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 what crazy. they thought, like, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but so yeah, I mean, no wonder. I mean, if if there is a lot of. You know, people like giving you a hard time of course it it must be quite appealing to uh i'm to glad it happened to. though yeah yeah it makes me the man i am right now yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a difficult i mean it's funny how uh it's uh, we were having that conversation a bit before and, and i encourage anybody who listens to this to, to go <laughs> online and, and listen to the story from georges saint pierre from gsp there is a 15 minute interview online Where he tells his story of how he got bullied and how that inspired yeah. him to <laughs> to get into. I think it was karate was probably his first uh, sports that he was involved in, and yeah, it's it's an amazing story. Go listen to it because uh, <laughs> it shows a lot about uh, the I think the beauty of of getting control in your life. So. Mm -hmm. But actually, so this is something that happened very early on. So it must have been quite difficult to go through your school years with, yes. with that chip on your shoulder. Yes. And I should also mention for the listeners uh, uh, and describe you a little bit, you're on the lighter white weight class. Yes, correct. But I can testify having been <laughs> on the receiving end of a vicious liver punch <laughs> and a vicious solar, plex solar plexus punch. That y you know what you're doing. So yeah. again, that's the beauty of the sport. Is it? Yeah. Even if you're three, four weight class down, you can, if you know what you're doing, you can make quite a lot of damage. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, actually, throughout all of the school and high school, then it, it must have been quite a difficult environment. Did you have also other friends who were like, okay, you know, who were picked on, and you guys thought, okay, let's do something about it. Let's. Uh, During primary school, uh, that that time, yeah, I was being bullied, right? But I always just not fight back mm. uh, until I saw my best friend get picked on, and he was really in a bad shape. Then, I, yeah, yeah, something just snapped inside me. <laughs> so you went to defend him, you mean? Yeah, I just raged and then I fought back, and wow. yeah, I managed to hold myself. <laughs> so, so what happened to the guy? Like to the the other yeah, kid, they like just ran off, and then from that day onwards, they didn't come back. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the. So <laughs> that's and that's really the ambivalence. I, I feel very sympathetic to your story. I had a case when 
I was in probably middle school where I was like yeah, tw- 12, something like that, where I got picked on by a bigger kid as well. And the crazy thing is in French, and I think it's the same saying in English, we say, oh, violence doesn't solve anything. Yeah. It's not true. But but sometimes you just It's have to yeah, simply stand on our ground and fight back. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember so clearly that I tried to avoid this kid. It lasted for a few weeks. And he was just giving me like hard time. You know, he was yeah, punching me. He was stealing my yeah. bag. He was putting <laughs> my stuff everywhere. Yeah. And one day I just punched a guy in the stomach because <laughs> I tried everything. I tried to report him. I tried to go to I the like teacher. <laughs> I was, you know, being told that I was uh, a little sissy, whatever. Yeah. One day I was enough. I just punched a guy in the gut <laughs> and he was so surprised and he was so shocked. After he came to me and said, okay, good job. All right. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, how on earth <laughs> do adults can keep a straight face when they tell you that violence doesn't stop and solve anything? Like, of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being able to stand your ground, being able to It took me a long time also to understand that. But yeah. it must have been a, a difficult... Uh, I mean, if the, the, the world is against you, then you have to, you know, yeah, you yeah. have to fight back, right? But I, And I'm glad that uh, you can still learn to do that because I uh, somehow I feel, and maybe even more so, maybe to some degree in Singapore where really everything is very controlled to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's difficult in our current society. There is this sort of schizophrenia that on the one hand side is you need to be able to learn those skills about defending yourself, holding your own. Yes, for sure. But Definitely. on the other hand, uh, you're being told that that's not really societally acceptable. So it's good that we still have uh, places like boxing gyms and other martial arts sports where you can safely develop those sort of skills. Yeah. I mean, when you learn... Martial arts, right? You you tend to humble yourself, and I don't think you will get into fight outside. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, that's it's always is is the same than the the dogs, right? It's always yeah. the smaller dogs that barks the loudest. Yes, great. Right. If if you know if you know that you're strong, usually you don't you don't need yeah. to to. Uh, I mean, before boxing, if there's somebody that mocks me or anything, I, I would get angry and then you know chase him and then fight back you know sure. but now after boxing like I'm really humble like, people will, will try to mess with me and just walk away you know Keep because quiet, you know the damage away. you yeah. can do as well yes like exactly yeah so like I, I recommend young to people to, to, to learn yeah self defense actually yeah, yeah. They, uh, I heard this quote uh, which uh, they say it's better to Have a warrior in a guard in the garden than the gardener at war. Yes, I think that's, <laughs> that's probably quite true. Hundred percent. But so, how did you go from that? So, what happened after you started getting involved in with Vonda? And so, you were 16, 17. Yeah. So, you, you trained for how long with them? And mm. what happened? Two, three years. Oh, Then, okay. Yeah. Actually, it's it's on me. It's not on that gym. Like they did everything, they sponsored me and everything. Oh wow! Yeah, my dad couldn't afford to pay the membership, and then they they sponsored me. Mm. Uh, thanks to my my previous coach, actually my first coach, actually, um, Coach Alexis. Mm. Yeah, a great He, name. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. So, 
some somehow he he talked to the boss I think wow okay yeah and they they sponsored me to train for free okay but at some point you just drifted maybe you were like drifted so because I couldn't accept the loss oh okay yeah. so you mean like you you yeah, were yeah, frustrated I, if you were in the ring or did you did you do any um Uh, formal uh, fights at that point, or was yes. just like during sparring. I, I, f- I fought pretty last time. Oh, yeah! Wow, three three fights straight. Oh, the, wow. For my first three fight, I fought the same guy, wow. and yeah, he won the first one. I, fought, I won the second one, and then he won the last one. Okay, so I got like, yeah, really fast, and then yeah, I didn't come back for quite a while. Wow. Years actually, but that's that. I mean. Yeah, so at the time, I assume you were what, like 19, something like that. See if you started at 16, it was like you were 18. No, no, no it's still somewhere around seven, sixteen, seventeen. Okay, yeah, so it was really early on in yeah. your in your journey. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's I mean, that's that's more than understandable. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> tough, man. And and he's a very good fighter. I mean, he's he's amazing. Uh, he's he's great. Amazing, so. really amazing fighter. Yeah. So basically, what happened? You were like you were frustrated by the situation. You yeah. felt like basically it crushed you a little bit. Yeah, but lucky for me, all the groups of friends that I mix around with like fighting. Okay. Yeah, so we train together. You know, we spar each other. Okay. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So self train. That's quite a long time. Okay. Yeah. So you mean like potentially you would meet and. Uh, You would have like bo- uh, gloves and pads, and you would do some some yeah, workout yeah. sessions. Yeah, cool. It's at my friend's house, something like that. Yeah, the, and the brother is like a, a member of Evolve last time, oh, and he got okay. all the 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 equipments at home, so we nice. could just train there. Nice, yeah. that's awesome. So basically, it's like you you stop to formally train at the gym, but you never never really, really stop. Sp- yeah, you never stop training. Yeah, the, you never left the sport. Is just yes, correct. All right. <laughs> And so, after that, like you mentioned before, you were involved a little bit on and off. So, was there yeah. other times that uh, you you went to train maybe at some some other gyms, and then eventually you came at Elite? Yeah, yeah I go around quite a few times. Okay. Yeah, I tried a couple of gyms before that, but uh, financially wise, I couldn't afford it because yeah. I'm still a kid. Working part time, and yeah, I don't want to disturb my my dad any any longer. Yeah, sure, it makes <laughs> sense. I mean, yeah. but so one of the the thing I'm very curious is obviously uh, we discussed it before, but you have a really really awkward, interesting, yeah, almost. <laughs> I get uh, that a lot uh, from people. <laughs> really really great style. You switch stance a lot. You use a lot of uh, baiting. You have very interesting head movements. Um, you attack people at very interesting angles. So, uh, first of all, how did you develop that style? Because it's um, uh, it's very personal. I've before I saw you fight this way. I don't think I've seen anybody really, you know, fight in in such a such a way. So, how did that come about? Um, of course, I learned from some like pro boxers. Okay. The first one is Manny Pacquiao. Sure. And then the second one is Lomachenko. Sure. So you but know if you combine that too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Manny is is quite of a. I mean, he has a very 
very efficient style, but very, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, efficient, doesn't, yes. he doesn't switch stance the way that you would switch. Yeah, that's the him. thing. So when I combine them both, I felt that it's very tiring because the volume of punches they, they give out, <laughs> right? They produce. It's just, wow. Yeah. And I couldn't take that much volume, you know, without guessing myself out. Well, so, so the third person involved in this style is actually my stepdad who taught me like a bit of silat. Oh, so, okay. La, yeah. So every punch I throw is like very concentrated. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you explain a bit what silat is? It's a Malay boxing. It's very efficient and very fast, you know. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mix that three, Pekiao, uh, Lumashenko and silat and I got this nice. <laughs> awkward style. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's definitely, I mean, that's that's quite cool. But I think we mentioned it before is, is also... Uh, some people look at you and they say, what the hell is he doing? Or, uh, you know, it's not really how you should box. And so I feel like that was something that was interesting as well when we started training together is mm-hmm. it felt like uh, you had a bit more freedom to express your style yes. uh, recently. And yes. do, can you comment a bit on, on, you know, like generally this growth and, and what it means for you to, to be able to... Uh, First of all, is the way of training, and then second of all is like I just have to stick to myself because it's me that fighting in the ring, right? Mm. It's not someone else, so yeah. I have to yeah stick to my game plan, stick to my fighting style, and that that's how I got the freedom, you know. Mm. Yeah, so I feel very comfortable with it, with my style, and yeah. And, and it's been working quite well for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, we so uh, yeah, it's you, the freedom you, you, that makes me uh, perform so well. I mean, yeah. the, your last two fights, you were really, you know, <laughs> completely dominating what you were doing, and uh, hopefully, you have this fight coming up uh, on the 29th of April at uh, KBX, which mm. is going to be very interesting. I, I will be traveling at, on that date, unfortunately, no. so I won't be on your corner. <laughs> Uh, but definitely uh, uh, going to be interesting to, to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously we mentioned a bit how you, you got involved in the sport, but I, one of the hypotheses and why I got interested in doing this series and having those those chats is because I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, so it's really mm. a hypothesis I'm testing, I feel like combat sports in general... Uh, boxing especially because it's the one I'm most familiar with are bringing very special values with them and I feel yeah. like what you learn in the bo- in, in the ring uh, about yourself about uh, how to handle your emotions mm-hmm. how to uh, manage your fear how mm-hmm. to uh, think about your, your own limits mm-hmm. I feel like that's quite sort of unique I've been involved in other sports uh, and I never really felt that with that intensity what would you say that it's a fair uh, assessment and more importantly would you uh, what would be the key values that you feel like the you, you've taken away from from being involved in boxing for so long hmm actually um, all these values are actually important about how you go on with your life right if you show the attitude of never giving up and then whatever life brings you, right, like all those difficult times, I think you can actually go through it. 
So that's one of it And yeah, you try to push through your training And have the same mindset in life Whatever life brings you Just have to fight back mm. Yeah That's how I go on about life My <laughs> life Yeah Yeah but And Actually I was just curious Like Did you uh, Aside from boxing Did you play any other sports And how did that compare to you Or I know some guys They like to uh, Play a lot of uh, You know uh, Football Basketball Badminton <laughs> Just a Simple hobby That is Yeah Like uh, sepak takraw Okay. Um, soccer, but the one that I'm good at is actually boxing. Yeah. The rest is just you know, is just so so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, uh, in terms of the the values you mentioned, like never giving up and and mm-hmm. being able to sort of stand on your f- be able to fight back to stand your own, like. Um, Obviously, I've seen that in the ring because we train <laughs> together and uh, I've seen what it means. I can tell uh, the listeners that uh, you don't want to be on the other side of, of Azul when he's <laughs> really putting on his, his face of, you're the, you're the first guy who really scared me. And again, yeah. I should mention <laughs> that I'm probably 15 kg heavier than you, mm-hmm. at least. And uh, you were, w- we trained together and I think at some point I was doing relatively okay. And you switched on, man. You put that killer look on your face, and I was frightened. <laughs> I was frightened. I was, Fuck that! <laughs> like killer look, and you dominated from there onwards. So, this is the thing that I'm really fascinated about. This sport is the really the mental chess that you're yeah. playing, and the like ability your ego to just comes <laughs> and then yeah, take over you. And how do you actually? I mean. I've seen in in your recent fights is obviously you want to be able to pace yourself. You want to be able to not gas out. You have a, a relatively explosive style, so you don't mm-hmm. want to. You can't be explosive all the time. You have to pick your moments. Yes, correct. Uh, how does this? You know, how do you go about that to find the right balance between being explosive and just not empty the gas tank on on round one? Um, of course, your fight IQ have have to be there. If not. Yeah, or, or whatever you do in the ring would be like pointless. You know, you have to find the the range, the timing, and the right time to be explosive. Yeah, because the, 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 the your your opponent won't be just standing there. You know, mm. they will fight back. So yeah. you have to. Yeah, it's like a game of chess, like everyone said, right? It's like a game of chess. Yeah, but that that's also the thing that uh, and and again for the the listeners who might not be themselves uh, practicing boxing, uh, I realized that when we were training, so mm-hmm. when I was training with you guys for my first fight, that uh, at some points during the, the training, during the sparring, I thought mm-hmm. I was empty. I thought I had gone to you know the end of my gas tank. And then you guys pushed. Can you continue to push me? And then I realized, oh, we're still there's still some reserves left and yeah. un- <laughs> unexpected reserves that I was able to start start tapping into. And this is like something... And, and another thing I realized is it was much more about managing my emotions than yes. managing my actual physical exhaustion. It was yes. much more in my mind than I would have imagined. And to me, that's been very helpful 
in my day-to-day life in, yeah. because I realized like actually a lot of what I need to do is just have a better grip on my emotions and um, did you feel like it was a bit the same like uh, you, when you're fighting definitely, you must definitely be yes 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 you have to believe that there are still something in you that you haven't you know produced you have to give your best no matter what when you're tired you have to believe that you're not tired yeah. you know it's kind of yeah whatever you're feeling you have to feel the opposite like wherever you feel like tired or you are hurt you have to feel the opposite yeah, yeah. you have to believe in it and just yeah push through just and keep on punching <laughs> yeah. yeah but if in your daily life like uh, would you say that um, there are some stuff that you experience in the ring that were really like directly applicable in your day to day life or um not so much yeah actually when when i thought that i couldn't solve something right just have to like beat my time and you know keep on doing what i do and then eventually it will all work out yeah mm. yeah you just have to believe like this is the kind of values that you know i i take from boxing mm. yeah but there is also a big thing about and i think that's what you mentioned earlier about um understanding the value of your ego and also the danger of your ego because as you said earlier is like you need to have a certain degree of self-confidence to be able to walk in a boxing ring and say okay i got this yeah. and at the same time uh, if you're going through losses it can really be uh difficult even if it's a necessary yes. part of the sport and if it's even if it's a necessary part of your journey to become better it can be very very difficult so you have to change your mindset la. that's mm-hmm. what happened to me like i changed my mindset mm-hmm. last time i used to like no i i, I don't want to lose mm-hmm. i will i want to win no matter what mm-hmm. and then i couldn't take it after the loss you know mm-hmm. and then i quit boxing for a while right sure. i stopped boxing i stopped training and that's an that's not a good thing but now i changed my mindset that you know if you lose it's okay mm. it's just part of the game yeah and just learn and improve yourself and that's how yeah i start to think right now how yeah. did you change your mindset after i have my own family oh okay yeah so i have nothing to lose really mm. yeah i have nothing to lose really my family is there you know supporting me you know i have kids mm that's how I changed my mindset. So basically you said okay I I don't have anything to prove is it? Like or um or you felt like you like they had your back. I have nobody like to prove but I have to prove to myself that I did my best. Okay. I actually did my best. Mm. So whatever the outcome is in the future I will just take it and accept it. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. So uh definitely we're talking to this prior to to starting the recording but Uh, the way you perceive yourself and the way that you behave uh, mm-hmm. before you have kids and after you have kids, obviously, yeah. it's quite different, lah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I was uh, just for the benefits of of those listening, I was just sharing the fact that uh, the reason why I ended up doing boxing was because <laughs> I couldn't accept the fact that I was really getting out of shape and I, I was yeah. hoping to. <laughs> be in a better shape to uh, hopefully be a, a, a better dad be able to run after my son the day that he starts to <laughs> crawl yeah. around it's proven very helpful <laughs> yeah it's one of the reason that i i actually want to be strong 
Yeah. yeah, like my wife carries the baby like for nine months, right? In the mm. tummy, right? And I couldn't even hold them like for five minutes without getting tired. See? So that's one of the reason that I push I through. Can so relate to that. Yeah. Like the first few <laughs> weeks when when my son was born, he was like he was born like four kg, mm-hmm. and you Whoa, know with sweaty hands. That's hand. healthy, actually. It was. <laughs> it was. He was. He, he was born a big baby. Yeah, and. Uh, I would sway him and I, I remember like I had back pain. I was like, how the hell can I have back pain? <laughs> I could relate to I'm, that. I'm a 1.8 meter yeah. man, grown up man. <laughs> how is this possible? And yes. definitely one of the things was like, this is not okay. Yeah, this is not okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. I'm barely 30 something. It shouldn't be this way. Yeah. Um, like uh, I couldn't call myself a man if I couldn't like hold them. In right. my arms like more than five minutes, right? Right. Me and right. my wife carried them for nine months. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. I totally relate to that. And um, so, I think we discussed a little bit, like on on the, the origins of your interest and and mm-hmm. the values that we see. But uh, what's your goal today in the sports? Like, what are you trying to achieve? I mean, whether in the sports or what are potentially the uh, the goals that you're trying to achieve on a personal level just by 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 training um actually i have like the the only goal is like giving my best that's all mm. like whatever the outcome is like i really don't know i mm. don't have any like specific like trophies to gain or any belts to gain or professionals mm. just want to give my best that's it yeah so whatever fights coming to me i will just accept it Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listeners, take note. Uh, you we can uh, receive your inquiries uh, directly on uh, via Instagram. Just connect with us. We'll we'll put you in touch. We'll make those fights happen. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite weight for uh, your favorite weight f- for for a fight? My favorite. Like uh, you're fighting at fifty four. Is it? Okay, but I think for fairweight, fairweight, okay. yeah. But potentially, like you could go uh, a class above or a class below if you needed to, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But my dream weight is like welterweight. It's like yes, yeah, you still have that speed and you have that. Yeah, I hope it all ends like by thirty-four. Uh, sorry, by the age of thirty-four, because mm. I'm actually interested in weightlifting. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can't be this small forever. Right? I'm, <sighs> like I'm, I'm a, I'm a dad. I have to be big and strong. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> y- so that's um, that's interesting. You mentioned that because obviously um, within the gym we we had uh, Jamie who uh, came to to train who was mm-hmm. a big big uh, bodybuilding guy, mm-hmm. and um, I will be asking him for tips on how to actually. Uh, improve probably my own training to get a bit more like gains on that level because I think for him it's a bit the reverse is he's yeah, very yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's a bodybuilder type of morphotype and then when it comes to the gym it's just feeding all those muscles with the amount of oxygen is just taxing for him so he's <laughs> running he's getting exhausted very quickly so it's very it's uh, it's very funny to train with him because obviously you don't want to be at the other end of his of his uh, punch, <laughs> but if you run around in the ring, he's gonna get tired quite quickly. I think yeah. so. It's it's quite funny, la. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, I, I totally understand your your point. I think we're quite uh, uh, quite similar. I think you're probably more willing to compete than I am, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all good. And um, generally, so I think uh, in terms of inspiration, so you were mentioning. Uh, previously about Mani, Pacquiao and, and Loma mm -hmm. uh, who are the fighters you're watching are you going to be looking at the upcoming fight the uh, uh, Davis versus Garcia yes definitely next week <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> I will that, watch that's going to be interesting yeah I mean, I mean power versus speed right yeah. Yeah, yeah both have power but I think Tang You, you, so you think so too? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Tang got to win, but I want Ryan to win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. So you're more of a Ryan fan. Um. Because he's he's the only one that's uh that showcases the speed, you know. Mm, for sure. That, for that high yeah. level speed, yeah. and Tang has the upper hand on the power, right? Power punches. Yeah. So I would like. Ryan to actually prove to people that yeah, speed over power you know mm, yeah that's that's but that's so in a sense you know it's uh that's the 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 fight we all want to see it's yeah, like it's great. speed versus power because yes. i have to say the first time i saw clips of uh garcia's fights mm -hmm. i literally like <laughs> didn't see the punch the left hook that would just floor people I didn't see it. I had yeah. to slow down the the video, and I think you know that's that's how he became so famous. But he is the the, really, the hook really is impressive. the scariest part. You you don't know whether is he's gonna go for the head or the body. Mm. Yeah, that's it's like a fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, and it happens so often in the ring yeah. that people couldn't like somehow guess it. Like where where he's gonna aim at. But I think like Gervonta has a. a really really interesting ability to download information i mean i haven't seen so many of his fights but it seems to me that he's a very smart 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 fighter yes he looks like he's analyzing everything for the first one two it's a bit of hours. a counter puncher actually yeah mm. but if it lands <laughs> yeah yeah pray that you will still be standing <laughs> that's the thing yeah that's the thing i how do you emulate uh Like obviously you you see all those guys you mm -hmm. see all those techniques, uh, but I find it very difficult to translate that into um, my own uh, game plan and my own uh, abilities. Like how how do you learn those techniques you mentioned before that mm -hmm. you're trying to piece together Pacquiao style, Lomachenko style, and and how do you go about that? How, you how what would you give me as as <laughs> recommendations? You have if, to apply. If I wanna apply, apply, apply it first, see how it goes, and then you know try to improve. Okay. The the, the most important thing is improve on yourself. Mm. But you can yeah try here and there, but you have to apply it first. So by applying, would you say like finding one particular technique, one particular like? Uh, so yeah. To start off, of you can you can find those techniques that uh, you're interested in. Mm you find very cool so it's easier to apply on yourself because you already you already love that that sure. thing you know uh, after that if it doesn't work out then you have to I think most technique will work out but you just have to find the right time yeah Yeah, when to use it 
you know all mm. those kind but try to learn those techniques that you often use mm. But I think it's very difficult when we're when we're sparring. I try to um, stay mindful of what I'm trying to do, but there is also what you're trying to do versus the situation you're in. And I think mm-hmm. that's the very difficult thing. Is you, let's face it, you don't have a lot of time to think. <laughs> Things are moving very very fast when you're yeah. in a ring. Yeah, uh, you you don't get a lot of time to think. But mm-hmm. how do you? That's how do you not? get overwhelmed by situation i think to me i think like that's currently one of the things i'm trying to improve so much on is not being overwhelmed mm-hmm. and try to stay in control when things start to really heat up uh, how do you do that um i actually try to be as efficient as possible uh, try to use the techniques that would not gas me out early mm. So I still have, uh, you know, some reserve that I can yeah. use. Yeah. So in desperate situations, you know, if I get hurt or something, I can can always have that mental state to fight back. Yeah, because everything was efficient in the first place. Mm. So yeah, that's that's how my weird, awkward style comes to. Mm. Yeah. So actually, w- that that's one of the interesting things. Is you, so you s- switch stance a lot. Your mm. movement is very interesting you're using those switching stents mm-hmm. also as a way to progress forwards or backward yes, and correct. that's creating a very uh interesting dynamic because it's it's throwing the opponent a bit uh, uh, uh it's not uh, easy to position yourself when mm-hmm. they don't know which side you're going to attack from and everything mm-hmm. uh when you start to build that you must have gotten your ass whooped quite a few times because You know, the first time you, st- you start <laughs> switching stance and you have no power in your jab, or uh, yeah, it, it must feel like you know when we're doing those those drills of switch stance, and I feel like I can't throw a jab from from my right arm. Like I just can't. It's so weird. I mean, it's easier for me because I'm a softball to begin with. Okay, you know, people so natural people is already try trying to adapt to my style ah. of a softball stance. But what makes it more weird is that I could change to orthodox and then, yeah. you know, land those right. I didn't yeah. really know that your natural stance was southpaw until <laughs> you said it. Yeah. To some degree, because you're just kind of ambidextrous. That, that's why it was like a, a bit squarish. So I could change to softpaw and orthodox mm. at my own will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cool. And, uh, you know, we're going uh, arriving a bit to the the tail end of the the show but mm-hmm. uh i'm a bit curious in terms of uh so you talked about your inspirations you know people that you look up to you know if is there also anything that you'd like to inspire towards people you mentioned before about holding your ground but uh if people see you fight like is there Anything you think, like if yeah, I don't know if your if your older son has has seen you in the ring before or not. But yeah, <laughs> is there any you know anything any statement you're trying to make or any inspiration you'd like people to think when they think about the way you fight? They think, oh, this guy. Oh. Yeah, I would like to inspire those like who often get bullied. You know, to mm. always stand your ground. Um. It also comes in handy if you know you have a tough time in your life 
and yeah you will you will push you through hopefully i would like to inspire people that yeah mm. you have to stand your ground always keep fighting always be patient you know things will always work out and mm. do not give up too early like i did you know because mm. of that because i gave up too early like i wasted a lot of time mm. coming back to boxing yeah <laughs> listen uh wasting time it's it's um <laughs> you know I'm at the age where most elite uh, sports uh, athletes retire. So mm-hmm. it's very frustrating <laughs> for me <laughs> because walking in the boxing gym is the first time in my whole life that I actually felt old because training with people that are literally half my age mm-hmm. has been... Uh, and and the, what you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, giving up, I, I I've experienced it the same. In the mm-hmm. sense, I've been interested in boxing for almost 15 years even more probably mm-hmm. 20 but i didn't really made it serious until very very recently so i can totally relate to that that's why i would like to remind people uh, whatever comes in your way try to move on whatever happens move on move on quick get over it and then mm. yeah go on about your life don't waste any more time yeah, yeah. that's what Stick. most of us like did right yeah, yeah always wasting time always could not get over something that's what makes us stuck in life That's yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we're going uh, uh, a bit at the end of the show. I'm just um, want to highlight that you're you're going to be fighting uh, on the 29th of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so KBX event. Yes. If uh, where can people uh, can people reach out to you for tickets uh, if they want to sure, see I a know. fight? <laughs> uh, if you want to see. Uh, uh, Hazel's very uh, exceptional, unusual, exciting. Come style. watch me, guys. Come watch <laughs> him. Uh, if people want to follow you, learn more about you, or see a bit more of your videos, where where can they find you? Uh, they could always find me at uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Azul Hammer. A Z E U L H A N M E. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much, Azul, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, no worries. <laughs> and uh, now, you know, we are going to put those headphones down and actually going to put gloves on and get in the ring. <laughs> back to training, so yeah? So please, okay. you know, I need to come back with a, with a full nose to my wife later. <laughs> don't, don't break my nose today. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. You've been listening to Fighters in the Making. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help the show, you can share us with your friend or give us a tag. You can find the show on Instagram at Fighters in the Making. You can also help us by giving us a review on iTunes or following the show on Spotify. Finally, you can find all our episodes on our website www.fightersinthemaking.com. We'll see you next time for another episode. And until then, train hard, stay healthy, and enjoy the journey.